Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. It's the big match preview here from The Valley. It's Thursday the 3rd of March. I'm your host Louis Mendes. Joining the studio here at The Valley is Tom Wallin. How are you doing Tom? I'm alright thanks Louis. How are you? Yeah I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm resigned to the fact we're getting relegated and now I'm, I'm currently in the acceptance stage. Um, yeah. yeah. As we're about to find out. Yeah as we're about to find out because on tonight's show myself and Tom are going to take you through a predictor for the rest of the season. We're going to look at all our fixtures coming up, work out how many or in our case how few points we're going to get and then uh, tell everyone that we're getting relegated basically that's what we're going to do uh we're going to discuss uh free coach travel to sheffield wednesday we're going to debate whether it actually was a yaya sonogo hat trick on saturday against Reading. we're going to congratulate igor on having a baby although it's pretty much already done now so there's not much more to say on that uh then we're going to look ahead to the game against brentford this saturday hearing from jose riga and then after that because it's another big game we're going to look ahead to the game with mk dons on next tuesday uh but first things first as i said we're going to go through a predictor to work out how many points i think we need uh, from each game or how many points we think we're going to get from each game in order for us to survive in this uh, championship um I mean, your initial reaction before we do this tom is, is is probably not good yeah well like i said to you before the show every saturday when i come down here there's a little bit of hope that makes me think we could still do it we're still in this but having just had a quick browse over and as we're about to find out i don't think there is any hope at all mm-hmm. and i think it's pretty much consigned that we're going down yeah, but let's let, let's let's not yeah, let's, let's not keep use opinion just for yeah. a little bit. Let's not do opinion. <laughs> let's use scientific fact. We're gonna. I've, I've opened up an Excel page here, so that's how you know it's scientific. Uh, and I'm gonna. I've already put in the formula to work out how many points we're gonna get from each game and whether that'll be enough. And we've looked at how many points you've needed from the last four seasons in the championship to survive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, let's go for it. So we're starting off with uh, we've got Brentford on Saturday. Brentford not in the best of form actually. They're sitting 14th in, in the league table. They've only won uh, one out of their last five games. Uh, they're bottom of the form table if you if you do it over six games. Below us on goal difference. Wow. Yeah. Uh, their only win was their last home game though against Wolverhampton Wanderers. They won by three goals to nil. And Dean Smith uh, today he was talking to uh, to the press and he was calling on his Brentford side to uh, to rekindle that spirit from that Wolves game uh, and to try and forget the, the defeat they had at Rotherham. Now, I am I think I know where I'm going to go with this. What are you thinking, Tom? Uh, with my sensible hat on, I'm thinking loss. Yeah. With my optimistic hat, we might sneak a draw. Yeah, that's I, what can't, I can't see us winning. Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going down the optimistic route yeah, as well. Yeah, should we give ourselves Our, a yeah. point? For remembering we've only won twice away from home uh, all season, yeah, uh, and we're not very good at football. So I'm typing in one for Brentford, yeah? Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, okay, so then on Tuesday we're playing Milton Keynes Dons at home, and obviously MK Dons currently sat seven points above us. They're the team that we're currently looking at trying to catch. They're the one 21st just outside the relegation zone. They're on 32 points, we're on 25. Um their form, uh, they've won once in five, uh, drawn twice though, including a home draw with Middlesbrough and a home draw with Mil- over Huddersfield. Uh, their away record 
in that time uh, they won at Derby, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Champions, classic idea. championship football. Yeah. Um, so where are you going with that one? Uh, for the sake of this, if we have any hope of staying up, we have to win that one. So uh, again, uh, maybe we'll, we'll get a draw. Thing is, when we played them away, I thought they were there for the taking. We just didn't turn up. Yeah. But, but as I say, for the sake of even giving us the slightest chance of staying up, we have to win it. Mm. So I have to say that we'll win it and see where we go. Because looking at Milton Keynes' uh, last few away games, they lost three two at Blackburn. Uh, they won one nil at Derby. They drew nil nil with Cardiff. They lost three one at Bolton. Uh, they drew 1-1 with Leeds. So they've, they've picked up a couple of results on the road. And if they decide to try and be a team that's hard to break down, I mean, I guess we're, we're a side that we, we looked like we were quite good going forward on Saturday, but that was against a Reading team that wasn't defending very no, well. No, they so. were very, very open, weren't mm. they? Yeah, if they shut up shop, uh, I think we've just struggled to break teams down all season. Um, if they come out here and play expansive football and open up, then obviously that's when we can exploit the gaps. But... Yeah, but at the same time, they'll find our defence yeah. is quite open. Yeah. So what are we going for? I mean, it, it, I mean, at some point we have to be reasonably optimistic and award us a win during this. So I don't know where else they're going to yeah, come from. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it in there that we're going to win, and obviously that would drag Milton Keynes Dons back into it. Yeah. Um, scientific fact that is that we've, we've, it's down on the spreadsheet now. So that's that's what we're going it's for. A guaranteed. Yeah. Points. The next right, the next game is uh, Middlesbrough at home. If the game gets <laughs> concluded. <laughs> Uh, how are you feeling about that one? Yeah, not good. Nah, no, uh, Middlesbrough are sat, or are they sat in the league? They're up, right up uh, third in the league currently with a game in hand over Burnley who are on top of the table. They did obviously lose to Blackburn the other day, but uh, no, they're not They're not going to lose to us, are yeah, they? Even last, they can't do something that silly. Their last couple of away games, well, they won 2-0 at Fulham. Uh, I'm listening to one of my colleagues reporting on the game at Fulham. I think that was uh, an abject performance from, from Fulham, so easy for Middlesbrough. Uh, they drew at Leeds, uh, a game I watched where they were, I think uh, their, uh, their keeper had to make quite a good save in it, but it was okay. quite an even game. Uh, and before that, that draw with Milton Keynes that we mentioned, these are their, their away results and lost at Bristol City. So actually, they're, apart from the Fulham game, they've only, they've, they've only won one in four on the road. So does that give you any hope? No. Because, <laughs> because that one at Fulham was against an abject team and we're an abject team. Yeah. So uh, I, I can't see them having any mm. problem turning us over. That, that abject Fulham side is the side that beat us 3-0 exactly. a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Fairly away. comprehensively. Right. So we're going to put that one down as a zero. Yeah, zero. First, so. first loss we've predicted so far. Right, uh, uh, we're back on the road, uh, back up to Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, after that one, they've, uh, they're sat, I think, just outside the playoffs. I'll get my, my league table back up. They're sat in, uh, oh, in fact, they're just inside it. They're sat sixth, so um, not an easy game. Uh, uh, traditionally, a happy hunting ground for us. But, yeah. mm, but this year is not, well... Yeah, traditionally, yeah, we used to be good at football <laughs> yeah. at, at times. Yeah. yeah, we were just saying, weren't we, that last year this was this was a game where there was nothing riding on it. It was actually my first trip to Hillsborough, and uh, I basically bought the ticket because they were all going cheap because neither team had anything to play for, and... Yeah. It was just quite a good day out, but um, yeah, I've noticed there's been a hundred percent price increase on tickets this year. Yeah. gone from ten pounds to twenty pounds, <laughs> and uh, yeah, unfortunately, we've actually got something to play for for all the wrong reasons this season. Um, again, going to be a tough game. I can't see us getting anything from that yeah, based she- on our away form. Yeah, looking at Sheffield Wednesday's form, they've uh, they've only they've won two in the last five, but that's they were both the, the first two of, of that five. Their uh, their home form, a one-all draw of QPR, beat Sheffield, uh, beat Brentford four-nil. Uh, drew one all with Burnley, beat Leeds two nil, uh, beat Bolton three two. In fact, you're going a long way back before I can find them losing at home here. Actually, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> Their last loss at home came duh, in. Have they lost at home? 
That can't be right. Oh, yeah, their last loss at home was on the 29th of August against... Uh, against They're probably due then in that case. Yeah, against Middlesbrough. Uh, they haven't actually lost too many games this season. They've drawn quite a lot. They've only lost four or five, six, six games. That's not too bad from them. But So, yeah, where are we going with that one, Sheffield Wednesday? No points. No points, yeah, no I points. agree. I think uh, just us trying to set up away from home to be difficult to break down is just... Nah. Yeah, it's just the fact that the only reason I've given us a point on Saturday is because Brentford haven't been scoring that many goals. They've hit, hit and miss recently. Right, after that, we're at home to Birmingham. Birmingham, they're playing this evening, actually, against Hull, which is on TV. Uh... They're currently sat eighth in the league table, uh, so four points outside the playoffs. Um, how are you feeling that one? We lost. Uh, no, we won up there earlier in the season, yeah, didn't we? Won when, when Jacko scored his his fiftieth. Is that one of Carol's wins? Yes, one of the collector's items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get that one framed. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I can't again. Can't see us getting much from this. Um, I think Birmingham obviously still hoping that they might make a push for those playoffs. Uh, I think our home form hasn't been great. Like we've said, when we do go forward and attack, we leave ourselves exposed. And when we sit back and try and protect our defence, we then don't create any chances. Um, I think against an attack like Birmingham, I think we'll struggle. Um, so, yeah. Uh, see, Birmingham's recent away form is as such. They lost 2-0 at QPR, drew 0-0 with Rotherham. So that's a struggler they've gone to. And drew 0-0 with Bristol City as well. Okay. Uh, before that one 3 at Derby, who seem to be handing out wins like <laughs> confetti at the moment in this part of the season. Um, yeah, so Birmingham at home. I'm going to go for a draw. I was going to say, yeah. if we're going to be optimistic, we could give ourselves a point there. Go based on, a draw based on the fact that they have drawn a couple of away yeah. games recently. So we current, we, we've currently awarded ourselves five points in, in the one, two, that, three, four, five tw- games. 20% of what we've got all season <laughs> yeah. so far. Uh, yeah, start, we, at the start of this exercise, we're on 25 points. We're now up to 30 uh, I'll tell you how many you need to say up in a bit. Right, Ipswich away. Nah. Nah, not nah. feeling it. Ipswich are absolutely trounced us, you know, 3 0 here at the Valley. They're sat in ninth. Um, yeah. Similar point situation to Birmingham, or Sheffield Wednesday. No, yeah, to Birmingham, sorry. Only a few points outside the playoffs. Their, um, their home form recently lost 1 0 at home to Hull, uh, beat Reading 2 1, drew 1 0 with Preston, beat Leeds 2 1. Beat QPR 2-1, lost 1-0 to Derby. So their home form's quite inconsistent. Um, but, I mean, we know we're a side that's so easy to break down like we are. And Mick McCarthy just sets up his teams to yeah. be defensive, doesn't he? And, and they they can out-muscle anyone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling good about this one. Nah, I come from a, a family of Ipswich fans. So I take this game, you know, fairly with a lot of interest. The Wallin Derby. It is. Uh, I remember when we first came up from League One, we beat them at their place. Um, and then I don't think we've beat them at all since. Uh, we obviously got the draw there with Jacko yeah. late, late the equaliser on New Year's Day. That was a moral victory, that one. Yeah, which yeah felt like it. Um, but since then, we've just been just been abject against them. I don't know, like you say, with Mick McCarthy's tactics, we always seem to struggle against breaking a team like that down. Um, earlier in the season here, they played at about 50% to beat us. Um, so yeah, I, I know that their form's been a bit indifferent of late, but yeah, I can't. I'd be very optimistic to think we're going to get anything yeah. up there. So that's a big fat zero in the uh, yep. in the points column. Zero for me. <laughs> right. Okay. Next one up will be QPR away, uh, a ground that we haven't won at since <laughs> mid nineties. Maybe I'm guessing. I can't. I can't remember us taking I, anything I there for I've a while. I've never seen us win there. No. Uh, QPR are currently sitting in mid table. They're eleventh. But if you look at their form, they've lost. Only one game in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've lost one in nine. Too many draws in there, I think, for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's liking, mm. which is why they're sat in mid-table. But I mean, this is a team that 
again. So their, their, their home record beat Birmingham 2-0, uh, lost 3-1 at home to Fulham, beat Ipswich 1-0, drew one on with Wolverhampton Wanderers, lost to Hull. So their home record's not great, drew with Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've got some quality players in that squad, and... Uh, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's hard one. I mean, again, if, we, if we're going to be really generous, if you look at they've dropped a fair few points at home. They've drawn a lot of games. So, I mean, we are being so generous with our, with our defence because they leak so many goals, don't they? Yeah, I know, obviously, they've lost Austin, who was a big goal threat for them. But, like you say, that team's still littered with maybe not Premier League quality, but certainly high Championship level quality players. Um, like you say, not a good ground for us to go to form it seems when people come up against us doesn't really matter because they take <laughs> us a bit as a, a chance to get back on form if they're not on it already um yeah I the think, championship bicycle we should be yeah, honest, yeah. basically yeah <laughs> i think uh if we're going to be really optimistic we could perhaps give ourselves a point yeah. here but i think i can't again can't see us getting anything from that mm, game right okay i'm gonna i've I put a one in the column, okay, because I want to give us. I want to try and make it yeah. sound like it's going to be close. <laughs> right, next, next up, Derby at home. Now, this is like I said, Derby's form has really dropped off. They're still in the playoffs. They're sitting in fifth. Um, if you look, they, they've well, they they went through a stage from from Christmas to February where they didn't win a game in about eight or nine. Uh, then since then, they've gone and won three one at, at Brentford and beat Blackburn one 0 at home before losing two one to Wolves in in their last their last game out. So. You know, they're, um, we drew one all up there early on in the season when we thought we were a good team. And uh, no one realised quite how badly Derby were actually going to start that season. Yeah. I'm, uh, this is one I'm a bit more confident about, purely because we did all right against them last year. Like you say, their form has been indifferent. They've had the managerial change. The pressure just seems to get to them at this stage every season. That's the reason they're still in this league. Um, I know they're up there and I know that they're technically a very good side. Um, but yeah, this is if we are looking at taking any points from some of the harder games we've got, this is the one where I think we we've got a slight chance of doing that. All right, so one or yeah. three? Oh no, no, I still can't see us winning. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see us getting right, a point from a, that. Another generous one point. <laughs> We're on a two-game unbeaten run now. That's good. Yeah, milk it. Right, uh, Bolton away. Now this is one one of the only teams that you could argue are as bad as us in in this league. Uh, they're obviously they're still above us. They're, they're, they've got uh, the same amount of points as us. Uh, above us on, on goal difference. Um, at the home game, we drew tall with them, and I, I was actually reasonably impressed with the, the, the fight they showed after after going two 0 down really early. Impressed. Um, and again, our, our defence not good. Um, they, they don't score too many goals, but their last their last few home games lost two one at home to Burnley, drew one all with uh, QPR, beat Rotherham two one, and beat MK Dons. So they've shown that they've got the fight when it comes to a minnow like us uh, coming uh, another relegation candidate to to the Macron Stadium definitely yeah they're a side who um who seem to show everything that's going on that you would want from a side in the face of adversity they've got a fairly seasoned season manager in Lennon they're obviously the club itself is in a terrible state but those players when they go out there based on the performances I've seen both on the telly and and that game here those players are putting everything they've got into keeping that club up despite everything that's going on around them um, maybe we can't say the same for our own team so much. <laughs> um, again, if, if we've got any chance of staying up, this is a game, this was the other one apart from MK Dons where we have to get three points, but we just haven't won enough away from home this year. So, What's the, uh, so the, the, the teams we've won at away from home, Rotherham, obviously, who are... Who are down there, and the the only the other away win was Birmingham, who was a, a team in poor form. Yeah, uh, away from home. Like I say, you're looking at Bolton's 
wins against Rotherham and against Milton Keynes at home suggests that they are up for the battle when the, the strugglers come. Um, Based mm. on our scientific work so far, we're, like you said, we're two games unbeaten and I can't see us making it three games unbeaten, surely. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted. At most, we could give ourselves a draw yeah, again. Another point. Right, so we're up to three games unbeaten now. Yeah, solid. Uh, yeah, get that Jose Riga statue be, uh, erected outside the valley. Right, um, on uh, the, the penultimate home game is at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. Brighton are doing really well this season. Absolutely poleaxed. Uh, Leeds United 4-0 uh, on Monday evening. They're sat up in fourth currently, just two points off the top of the league. Um we were two nil. We, we we proved they have a weak underbelly in the first five minutes at um at the Amex earlier on in the season. Again under under tactical genius Carol Fry. Um, since then, obviously they, they they came back and turned it around and and just really pummeled us for that that under second half. Tactical genius Carol Fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No yeah. points. No, no points. points. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Just, let's, let's just, just look at our, our last three games. Right. Leeds are a, a team who obviously we've just mentioned. They're a team that. No, not not in the form they were. Uh, they were hoping to be in. Currently, sat in 18th on, on 38 points. They're, they're safe from relegation, but you know they haven't won in in five. Uh, last win was a one nil home win against Bristol City. Like they got really heavily beaten away at Leeds and uh, away at Brighton. Sorry, and their defending looked as bad as ours, which 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 goes uh, which is something to say, isn't it? So yeah. you can give yourselves any hope and away from home when we're we're battling for our lives and Leeds will almost definitely be safe by then. A little bit pressure's going to be off them, and you would hope they've got some solidarity in our little basket case league between ourselves and them. Uh, the way that both clubs are runs, obviously, just a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, yeah, I could see us getting a point there. Um, yeah. yeah, no more than that. Mm. But again, this is being generous, but let's, because if we don't, then this right. is going to be even more depressing. So that puts us up to nine points. And then our final game uh, on the final day of the season is at home to Burnley. Burnley currently sit atop the championship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and their uh, their form is spectacular. They haven't lost a game since uh, Boxing Day when they lost 3-0 at Hull. Uh, since then, they've won... So looking about seventy five percent of their games. Uh, their last few away games: a two one win at Bolton, a nil nil with Reading, a one all at Sheffield Wednesday, a three one win at Brentford, five nil win at Milton Keynes Dons. There's nothing there to suggest that we're going to get anything from them, is there? No. You listen to those two games against the teams down there, and mm. they've been comfortable wins. Yeah, and might... that's beat us quite heavily up at the um, mm. at Turf Moor and on uh, just for Christmas. Might be a case of a second season. We're awarding the trophy at our place, but not to us. <laughs> it could um, be interesting, yeah. But yeah, I nah, we're not going to get anything from that, I think. Right. Uh, the only hope is if we're, say, as we're about to find out, we're not going to be, but if we were a point from safety, mm. maybe, maybe there's right. some sort of exciting drama on the last day. Right. I think we're about to prove that's not going to be the So in, in the remaining 14 games, our scientific... Um, I'll, just, I'll just get the total up quickly. Nine points. Okay, so in, in that time we're going to get nine points, which added on to our current total of 25 points gives us a massive 34 points. Now in the Premier League, where they play a lot less games than us, the magic total is 40 points. Um, <laughs> in the Championship, right, we've seen the team, teams that have gone down over the last few seasons. So Millwall went down last season. Oh, how we laughed. And they, we've got egg on our faces now. Uh, they went down with 41 points. Rotherham were the team that survived above them with 46. So you would have needed... Yeah, 40, 42. 42 to survive, uh, which we'd currently be 
seven points adrift of. Uh, the season before was a bit higher. Doncaster went down on goal difference with 44 points. Birmingham stayed up with that last-minute equaliser away at Bolton a couple of years ago, also with 44 points. So Good. you would have needed 45, so we'd be nine points shy. Uh, the year before was a bit of a freak year, whereby Peterborough went down with 54 points, which will be the highest, I think, one yeah, of the I highest. I think it was the highest ever. Highest ever. Barnsley stayed up with 55 uh, and the season before that, Portsmouth, remember them? Uh, they, that could be us soon. They went down, they went down on 40, Barnsley staying up on 48. So they were going down. If I remember rightly, I'm fairly confident Pompey would have had some sort of points deduction that season. Yeah, I think they did, yeah. So, um, so it's not looking good. So, uh, as, as it sounds, I think you're looking on average, you'd probably need about 43 points to stay up based on the last few seasons if you ignore the, the Peterborough one. We're currently predicting we're going to, uh, finish on 34. So that, and in, in our, in our little scientific experiment there, that's with us winning once in, in the 14 games. So we've, we, we may have been slightly too harsh, but for, bear in mind we've won five times all season. I think we've tried to be optimistic, mm. to be honest. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to change it. I'm going to just keep adding in wins until we stay up now. Okay. So I'm going to change MK Dons, uh, MK Dons is already a win. I'm going to change, um, Bolton. Bolton away to a win. So that gives us an extra two points because we've already given us two. So that, that, that would give us 36. I'm going to change Leeds away to a win because okay. they, they can be rubbish. Um, Brentford? Brentford. Oh, yeah. We're going Maybe. to have to change Brentford to a win as well. So, right, so I've changed those games to wins. And that gets us up to 40. So that's with us winning <laughs> one, two, three, four games and drawing one, two, three. All right. So we'd need to turn a few more draws, uh, defeats into draws as well. So let's let's go and take a point. Not Ipswich, that would be silly. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday away. Okay. Take a point away at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and we'll um, nab a point at home to. Oh Christ, our home our home form's difficult. Um, we, we've got Borough. We've got defeats at home against Borough, uh, Brighton, and Burnley. So we need to draw at least one of those. Let's put it on the last day. Yeah, Burnley. A draw on the last day yeah. to keep us up. All right. So those results now: four wins and one, two, three, four, five draws would give us forty-two points. Uh, out of the remaining 13 games that would give us an extra think, 17 I, points I think that might be enough this year I don't think we're going to get that but I think that will be like that Peterborough season was a freak season for yeah. high points I think this season is going to be a, a rather low point, for low yeah. points um, and obviously by by gaining those 42 points I mean so if we, if we get 42 points that means Rotherham would only have to get another 13 points to, to get above us MK Dons would only have to get another ten points to, to go above yeah. us. So if you think you think a, a team like MK Dons would have to win f- maybe twice and get four draws in their fourteen games, a team like Rotherham, they win three times and get it. so even if even if we do get that forty two points with what we've decided is quite generous point awarding, um, it's not looking good, is it? <laughs> no, I thought this was a good idea when I suggested it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Having just done it, it's just really depressing. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're, we're down, aren't we? Yeah, so uh, we, we we've now scientifically proven it and. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll be Good. we'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk nonsense <laughs> about Charlton. Brentford. Yeah, <laughs> see you in a bit. What do you think about a shot? No, he tees up Lookman into the penalty area, and there's number four, Adam Lookman, back in the team, back on the pitch, and back on the score sheet. Charlton Live. So welcome 
Welcome back to Charlton Live. It's the big match preview. Looking ahead shortly to the games with Brentford and Milton Keynes Dons, uh, which are coming up on Saturday and on Tuesday, respectively. Uh, right, uh, during the week, Igor Vettakeli and his wife Sarah uh, uh, had a baby. I believe it's their first baby. So uh, all of us here at Charlton Live would love to, uh, to, to congratulate them on that. And... Uh, Let's hope he gets back on the pitch soon, though. Yeah, I mean that's a, we, we, we talk about Igor. He's um, when 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 he came back against Rotherham, uh, and he seemed to be back. It looked like he was back to something resembling full fitness. He part of a um a striking duo, him and McKeanock, that absolutely tore Rotherham apart and perhaps showed what what we had been missing from what what a, a fit Igor Vettikele can bring to us. That was what impressed me most was the their relationship because obviously they haven't played a huge amount of games together at all. Well, you're talking about the relationship between him and his wife for a second there. <laughs> well, they did have it's a baby. Not, it's, it's not going Mac well. and Ox baby, is it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought the way they were linking up and uh, just generally understood each other and uh, Igor was making all the right runs off Mackinox uh, controls and flicks on and it just seemed to work and whether that was the plan anyway at the start of this season when we obviously had Tony Watt around the squad as well, I don't know, but that seemed to be to be something that was really working at, at Rotherham and obviously so unfortunate yet again for us that, that we haven't been able to keep that going. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But yeah, whether he's going to be back back quick enough to make any difference towards the end of the season, I don't know. But he's someone we really need to keep hold of, you know, planning for next season because you would hope if he's going to be fully fit and if we're going to be down in League One, you would hope he's able to get a good few goals in that division. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if he would stay, actually. And next week, perhaps, if, we, uh, if we're if we struggling to fill time as well, we'll, um, we'll, come, we'll come up with a long list of players who we think will still yeah. be here next season, which could be... There's so many that they'll be difficult to Definitely. guess, really, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, right on the fence with yeah, a lot uh, of people. Yeah, uh, okie dokie. Right, Sheffield Wednesday away uh, is coming up in a few weeks' time and we uh, uh, the club are putting on three coaches again, which... You know, the club obviously coming for a lot of stick because they're awful at everything. But I guess that's one thing that uh, Target 20K people came in and told us they're responsible for that. So, you know, if, if um, at least they're making it free to ruin your afternoon. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, for, for everything bad that's going on around the club, I think it is a good gesture. You know, I think um, obviously there's not a lot of people that want to go. It's already looks like, as we've just shown there, it looks like we're, we're banging trouble already. But... For those people that perhaps haven't been to these places, for those people who, you know, care about Charlton enough that they want to just go and try and support them, but perhaps the the money's an issue, um, it gives them that chance to to do it. You know, I, as I said the other week, I was very tempted by the the Preston free travel. Uh, it was purely down to work and and the fact that I couldn't get out of work that I couldn't do it. 
Um, but if there's enough people that can, obviously the fact that there's free travel is going to help and the fact that there's a lot of addicts up there you know, supporting the team is obviously going to help as well. So I think it is a good gesture. It's, like I say, maybe come a little bit too late now because it's mm. a bit of desperation, I think. With, um, the, with the free coach situation, shall we change the one to a three on, on the spreadsheet? Yeah, if you want. All right, let's do yeah. that. Now we're in 44 points. Now we've got half chance of staying up. Now we're safe. Now Good. we would have we stayed up on, well, depending on goal difference, we would have stayed up on two out of the last four seasons, possibly three if we had good goal, if, goal difference. If they throw free coach travel on the Ipswich game as well, then yeah, that, that's, that's a, another three points. That's another three points. Hang on. How many more for the playoffs? Yeah, we're going to be winning the league <laughs> in a minute. We're now on 47. Right, but, yes. let, but let's just assume that the, the, the goodwill encountered from that Ipswich free coach would mean we'd win at QPR the next yeah. game. We'd drag that into the Derby home game, win that yep. one. Uh, we'd be on a bit of a run by the time it comes to Brighton at home, so we win that one. Leeds were already winning. Burnley would have given up because they'd just seen that we've won yep. our last six games. <laughs> um, and, well, we might as well beat Birmingham because they, they're haunted by the ghosts of Carol Fryer and Borough at home. Well, they're going to be put off by all the whistles or whatever it is. So yep. we're actually going to gain 36 points and finish on 61. Oh, that's fine then. That's, uh, what are we worrying about? Yeah, that's not too far outside the playoffs, actually. Which so if, I, if I you're listening, Charlton, free coach travel. Yeah, you'd, have to, the run. you'd have to say 61 points would probably be a good season really you would, all, you things, would hope so. all things considered yeah 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 okay <laughs> i think the machine's broken <laughs> right um finally right we wanted to open a debate and i'm sure it's a debate that many of you have had on the forums and on twitter and whatnot yaya sonogo did not score a hat-trick did he I, i'm still shocked that it was given as a hat-trick because <laughs> it as far as i was concerned it wasn't but it, it was one of those things where a bit like a competition winner you maybe just felt sorry for him and <laughs> thought you'd give him it because that second one... A lot of Arsenal fans think that's how yeah, he became a like, professional footballer in the first place. But he actually, I thought he actually looked quite decent actually, on, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. The, but... the one thing, I, as I said to you, I can't really work out is it looks like his feet are controlled by somebody else. Because <laughs> he goes to move and his feet move in like, a completely different way. But, uh, Reckon third... it's Roland. <laughs> it could be. But no, because he scored and he did good <laughs> things for us. Uh, the first goal, was a little bit fortunate, but it was a great touch and a great shot to, to score that first one. And... What uh, my mate who was down with me at the game on Saturday said is he, he looks to make all the right runs and get in all the right positions. And OK, maybe sometimes his touch or his final uh, you know, shot or whatever isn't quite there. But you can tell that that intelligence is there. It's just the case of it all clicking. Um, and obviously with, with those goals it did. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that it was a hat-trick. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the third one, uh, the keeper got hands onto it, but it's, it's certainly crossed the line. It was yeah. the second one where... Uh, from the angle on on the the club's video, seeing the keeper gets hands onto it, goes out the goal, and then hits the defender, and then before then going back yeah. in, and that's why we think it's, it's a debate, really, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, I sit right behind the goal, so obviously I couldn't really tell, and both times I assumed it hadn't even crossed the line. It was I had to wait for ages for the referee to point, and before I even realised that it was a goal, Fortsonogo was still celebrating, but I still thought it was going to get disallowed, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been given now, so so good on him, and uh, here's to many more. Yeah, that 61 points, just looking at the league table from a few years ago, we'll see us finishing in 14th. Okay. So we need to get a couple more a couple more points out of these wins. I reckon QPR get five. Okay. And then uh, Sheffield Wednesday away, if we can get six points from that game. That's 66. All right, if we can get 10 points from Bolton away, because they're yep. rubbish, aren't they? Yeah. 73, where would that leave us? Oh, just outside the playoffs, right? If we can get... We can get a six-point haul at home to Middlesbrough for cheating. Yeah, uh, seventy-six points. We'll be we're in the there. playoffs. Yeah, solid. Yeah, I mean, with uh, you know, with the likelihood that someone out of Sunderland, Newcastle, I means when we do get up to the Premier League, it's going to be difficult 
because there aren't going to be those bad teams around us. But yeah, yeah, yeah we can worry about that at the time, though. Yeah, excellent. we'll invest by then, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. Right, <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes to look ahead to this Saturday's game with Brentford. <laughs> Lovely ball into the park for Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the Vinicini! And there's a goal! Joe left the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the park of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide rule ball across the penalty area picked out Vinicini, who buried his chance, and Charlton 2 1 up. Live. Terry Smith there reminding us what it is to cheer uh, again. Um, right, on Saturday, uh, we're heading over to West London's Griffin Park to take on Brentford uh, in a, a game that, as, as we've clarified by our, our scientific computer thing, we have to take at least 12 points from. Um, so let's uh, let's hear what Jose Riga had to say in the build-up to this game. He spoke to the club journalist, uh, George Jones, who's re- obviously enjoying the weather at, at Sparrows Lane. It's a lovely sunny day here at Sparrows Lane. Um, how's our preparation going ahead of Saturday's game at Brentford? It's going well, going well. After two days cold and then today with water and wind, um, back to the sun, so it's always nice. Um, we did a short training session today because two days before the game, so it's always usual to have a short session and because we were working good on Monday and Tuesday. So, no, um, I'm happy with the, the result. Brentford's results have been a bit inconsistent of late. What kind of game are we expecting from them at the weekend? Uh, this team showed um, that they have the possibility as well as to score, but also to concede. Um, they play an attractive way. I mean, they like the ball, they like the position. So I expect from this team um, that they are doing the same that all the game they will not change the way to play of course not because it's it's really one particularity of this team uh, they play at home of course with the last result they have to do something so it means that uh, we will have to face with an opponent who want the same that as the win and for the rest we will do the, the, the scouting of the team as, as we did for the, the previous team so just a similar work and what I expect from this team is not the most important it's more much important to 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 know what I can expect from my team what I'm building during the week to to get this win we suffered a cruel defeat against Reading uh, last weekend but certainly going forward where we scored three goals there are a lot of positives to take yeah 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 it's a pity the way the game ended because at some moment of the game, we were thinking we can be the, the winner. Because when we came from 1-3 to 3-3, I think we were the best in creating the most opportunities. But anyway, we made some mistakes uh, mistake that at this moment cost us a lot. But um, what I'm pleased, if I can use this word, because I never pleased when we cannot get a win, um, is that... They are still spirit in the team. They are still looking for a good result. They are just showing what they still want, which is good. Now we have to have the, the good balance between the offensive and defensive. And we have to, to, to find this good balance. I'm still convinced that 
we have to start by the foundation and defensive aspect is as much important that the offensive one. We know we can score now. We know we can we can produce game. We can create opportunities. Now it's about be stronger uh, all together, and then we we will get what what we are looking for. If we have this attitude with solid defensive uh, organization, and then with the quality of the player and what they showed the, the last game or the other games. Because it's not the first one that we are very disappointed if we see the, the contents and, 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 and the results. Certainly the second half performance on Saturday must give us some, some real hope going into Saturday and, and the coming games. Yeah, there were good things in the first also. I think <coughs> we created some opportunities, but we made too many mistakes in the first. And agree with you, the reaction on the second half was, was a good one. Well, the one we have to have. And that's the way we have to follow, but also uh, correcting what what I speak about some mistakes, some some lack of organization. So uh, I repeat, at this moment we are not allowed to make even small mistakes because we will be punished immediately. But the way we play the last game, about the spirit, about the contents, about what what we are able to create, has to give us the the, the hope that we we can still do the job. We won't move three at the back again on Saturday. Is that a system we could be using again on Saturday? I will use the system and will bring me what I'm looking for for many weeks now, or some weeks now. So, the right regarding which players I, I can I can use for this game and with which system will be the most consistent. So, we'll see. Ali Diara came back in to the team at the weekend after quite a long period of out injured and how is, how is his body reacting to that? Well, I mean, it's not easy for him, but uh, he was training the two first day of the week and uh, now um, we try we try to, to find the, the right balance again between the load of the trainings and some rest that he needs because as you said, of course, it's quite normal to to feel quite stiff after after playing so so a long time in the game, uh, 90 minutes, and, and being uh, staying without no games during a long, long period. So the reaction, the reaction is quite normal. Now we will make an assessment tomorrow to see how fit we can be for the game. What about our other injured players? Do we have anybody else back? Like? The only one is is maybe maybe because the same for him. We have to make an assessment on tomorrow, but it can be John and Cousins. Um, no, all the players um, uh, are okay for for the game against Brentford. Not yet. So, but again, I think that a lot of players are really concerned by by what we try to 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 achieve together. So, it's clear that it's still the biggest problem for all the season. Uh, players uh, not available, injured, or other reasons as the last red card of, of Harry. And of course it doesn't help. But we know that we have to, to, to deal with all the situation and it's often the same situation when you you have to fight against relegation. It's not often that some days can bring some good news. But anyway, anyway, I repeat, um, the way we show, we still show what we want. Give me 
hope enough to, to believe again that we can succeed in our mission. There's Joe Zoriga there, noticing that Brentford are a team that can concede and can score goals. So, not one to be taken lightly, or to be taken lightly, because they also concede goals. Yeah, or just like any other football team, I suppose. Yeah, that, I mean, could do basically either. Jose's grasps the, the, the nature of football, yeah. which is more than he, the previous incumbent, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's right, though. They are a team that can be got at on, on the right day. Um, we've seen from the likes of the Rotherham game and, and the likes of the Reading game that going forward... We do have attacking threat there. Um, obviously, Sonogo's made a big difference here. Um, it's certainly in that last game. But our defensive frailties have remained consistent throughout the season, really. And and that's going to be our issue. And that's what's going to send us down, I think. Because uh, there's nothing in me that suggests that we won't score one or maybe even two at Brentford. But I'm certain that we'll concede a couple. And that's yeah. that's been the problem all season. And as I, as I think we've said on a, a few shows, we thought perhaps the issue was down to Henderson not being here, but he's come in and... and he's str- he struggled throughout the season as well. Yeah, and we thought, obviously, Bauer started the season really well. OK, he's been injured, but in the games he's played in the latter part of the season, he struggled. Solly, obviously, Mr Reliable, he struggled. Fox, obviously, he ended last season magnificently and started this season well, and he struggled. So there doesn't seem to really be any answer. And then Diara came back on on Saturday and obviously we missed his presence as a, a holding midfielder and we still managed to concede four so I don't know what the answer is really but mm. yeah I think um, you know the game obviously on Saturday was entertaining for a neutral but from our point of view we can't keep conceding those goals and it sounds like at Brentford we might well do that yeah uh, Dean Smith the, the Brentford manager they, uh, they poached from Warsaw earlier on in the season uh, came out today in, in his press day and uh, talked about lots and lots. But he, uh, he, he talked about Charlton and he said that Charlton are having a tough time. They've got some really good players and they are fighting for their lives. So he obviously hasn't been paying any attention, has he? <laughs> no, well, I guess as a manager of, of the home club, you've got to say that. You don't want your players to be complacent against mm. a, a team. I'm sure, you know, secretly he thinks that they should they should get a win against us and he's hoping that's the case. But he can't tell his players that because, yeah. like I say, he doesn't want complacency yeah. to slip in. Uh, former Charlton man Alan McCormack, he's likely to be out or at least not likely to start. He'd, he'd be on the bench by the sounds of it. He played really well here at the um, at the Valley early on in the season in what, what proved to be Guy Luzon's final game, the, the 3-0 defeat. So maybe a glimmer of hope, the fact he's, he's not involved. I suppose it's a positive, like you say, he did have a good game when he was here and he, he's been a good player for them this season, but, you know, they're where they are for a reason and we're where we are for a reason and, you know, we've got players coming in and going out and, and it doesn't seem to make our form any better, so there's nothing to say that by taking someone out and putting someone else in for them is necessarily going to make them any worse, but, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not holding out a great deal, yeah. I hope. Yeah, Alan Judge is their uh, their top scorer at 13 goals. That's from the midfield. I mean, I think if, if I remember rightly, he scored a yeah, decent he, goal here he did, at the Valley, yeah. didn't he? So another player we're going to have to keep an eye on. That's just that pro- possibly proves that the the difference between where where we are as a uh, a bottom of the table team and even being a mid table team is just someone who's, who was going to stick the ball in the back of the net consistently because we just haven't had that this season, have we? No, uh, to be honest, really, I don't think we've had it. Mm, maybe since. What Bradley White Phillips in League One? I mean, obviously, yeah. Igor, Igor had, had a moment, and, and Tony yeah. Watt had a, a couple of moments, Brief. but never consistently. Yeah. And like you said on Sunday's show, Jan was never prolific for us, but he did score fairly regularly. Mm. Um, but we've not really, since back in League One, had someone who's guaranteeing us 15 to 20 goals. It was Jackson who got more than 10, didn't he, for two or three seasons in yeah. a row? But, you know, we've seen his impact slowly starting to diminish. and yeah, there's not been anyone who, who's who been a, a good enough goal scorer for us 
Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of been the problem, I guess. Yeah, and top scorer for us this season, Simon Keenock on five, and that just says it already, doesn't it? We see yeah. how his his confidence has come and gone throughout the season, but at times he's been he's been awful. At times at Rotherham away specifically, he's been really good, hit and miss, and that's 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 the reason we're down there. Yeah, and the other problem I think we have had is because I, I I'm I know that a few minutes ago I did say that we do score goals, but we we've just not scored enough of them. We've had players come in score two or three and get on a nice run, like McKeenock, like Igor, like Tony Watt scored, I think, two or three games in a row at the start of the season. And then they get injured or whatever happens and they're out of the side. We've, even Jacko, when he came back from injury, got two or three really important goals, like the, the header at Fulham, uh, sorry, here against Fulham. Uh, and then he got, the, he got the winner at Birmingham, didn't he? Um, and then he's obviously injured. So we've, we've not had anyone consistently through the season banging in goals every game or every couple of games and mm. yeah combined with our defensive frailties then that's that's yeah been the problem across the side yeah it sounds like um Alu Diari obviously made his return uh to the to the pitch since the first one since boxing day he played 90 minutes against Reading it sounds like he they're, they're hoping he's going to be okay I mean do you think he, he could be the difference potentially to try and shore us up I mean we saw it last week we still considered the goals even though we had a bit more bite in midfield yeah, I think, in fairness to him, I, I know I did mention that he obviously came back and, and and we still conceded, but I think we all know that Johnson was more at fault for, for a couple of those goals and obviously Barr's mistake for the, was it Reading's third, um, was kind of just a basic error from one player. Um, I think if, if Teixeira and, and we can get somebody else, perhaps Lennon, perhaps... Uh, Lennon's still, uh, he's still suspended, suspended yeah. and Bauer's not there, so I don't know, do you put uh, Diara back in the centre of defence or... I guess it depends how we set up as well because I quite liked that the formation we were playing on Saturday. The three, the three, yeah. four, one, two. We sort of, we played, we tried it up at Preston. It was the first time we tried it, uh, and we we all thought it was him. It was Jose matching up against what Simon Grayson was going to play. But then the fact we played it against Reading as well suggests that maybe he's, he's, he thinks he's found something that he actually yeah. likes. So. I did like it. I thought Motter on the right was really impressive. The only problem with it is I thought both wingers could get a bit exposed at times, and there wasn't really enough help for them. Um, but I think the formation also determines a bit how we play. Personally, I'd still like to see Diara play at the base of a midfield. Um, and I think we've seen, although obviously it's not necessarily paid back with a huge amount of goals just yet, but Joey in uh, the sort of number 10 behind the striker has made a, a much better difference than he has out on the wing. Um, yeah. So those two, certainly, that's more of a spine than we've had for, for a lot of games this season. Yeah. So you have to, obviously we've already sort of done a, a fake prediction where we started off with one upped it to three and then upped it to 12 so we could stay up. Well, what are you going for on Saturday, realistically? Realistically, I can see us getting a point and I want to try and be optimistic because I'm going and I wouldn't be going if I thought we were definitely going to lose. Um, I'll say two all because I think we're guaranteed to concede a couple. Um, yeah. So if we're going to get a draw, we're going to have to score a couple. So yeah, I'll go two all. Two all draw, right. I'm going to go for a 3-1 defeat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we're not 100% sure if there's going to be a show on Sunday yet. We'll, we'll let you know via the usual me the methods. But either way, because it is such a big game against Milton Keynes Dons on Tuesday here at the Valley, uh, we thought we'd just do a, a little brief preview for that one as well. Um, as we said before the start of the show, Milton Keynes currently sitting seven points ahead of us. They're at home to QPR on Saturday. So, I mean, if we win and they lose, it'll be down to four. If if we lose and they win, it'll be up to ten. So yeah. big big games this weekend, so it, it, it could already be all over pretty much by by Tuesday anyway. But in the absolute best case scenario, where it's down to four, that becomes a, a massive massive game. Yeah, I think um, like we've sort of proven on the show anyway. I think it's pretty much confirmed. But 
when you do look at that table and it's seven points, there is a little part of you that thinks, oh, maybe, maybe. Um, like you say, if we were to win at Brentford and they were to lose at QPR, we absolutely have to beat MK Dons, at which point the gap would be one or two points. And then we, you know, people, the whole atmosphere changes at that point. You start to believe at that point. Yeah, yeah. And the more people that start to believe, the, the maybe maybe the difference it can make. But... Um, yeah, that that game's just just massive. But having said that, if we lose, like you say, and and, Q, and they beat QPR, uh, then it's pretty much game over. But yeah, um, yeah a, a, still a big game either way because it's someone who's down there as well and yeah. fighting for their lives. And obviously, Milton Keynes um, made some some really bizarre transfer move uh, in, in in the fact that they they uh, sent Simon Church out on loan to Aberdeen. I mean, that, they just deserve to be relegated for that alone. Yeah, and they saw the difference it made when he started for Aberdeen or. Came he's, on for Aberdeen. He's scored, scored, three, scored, his, scored, scored on his debut. Yeah, he scored against Celtic on his debut. He scored yeah. three goals already as is away at Dundee or Dundee United. One of them the other day. I don't know if that shows the quality of the Scottish league. Well, I remember just... when we were in League One and we sold Akpo Soji to Kilmarnock, who were about fifth or sixth in the in the Scottish Premiership at the time. Said it all really, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you look through the, the the teams like Milton Keynes. Like they, have, they haven't got someone who's flying away in, in the goal scoring ranks either. Their their uh, top striker has got six, uh, and that is. Um, uh, Josh Murphy, and then ab- okay. above him you've you've, uh, you've got one other player uh, on six who have just lost, uh, Carl Baker. So right. again, th- that, that's the reason they're down because the la- lack of goal scorers. Really, yeah, but. and like I say, we obviously we played them there on Tuesday night, and um, I really thought we had we they were there for the taking if we wanted it, and yeah. we just didn't really turn up. And, it, was, uh, it was a game really lacking quality, wasn't it? Yeah, even after uh, Carroll bought six strikers on. Yeah, the only the only positive from the whole game really was when Lookman. That was obviously Lookman's debut, debut, and yeah. I thought he was exciting when he came on. But um, yeah, they were there for the taking, and um, the problem we've seen is you know teams that have come here. We saw Blackburn here not that long ago, who didn't really offer anything, and we didn't manage to beat them. And we've seen other teams do the same. So. There's nothing to say that if they do turn up in that kind of mindset, we're going to beat them anyway. But like I say, in terms of us having even a, you know one or two percent chance of staying up, we need to be winning that game. Mm. Right. So, quick prediction for that one. Uh, I'll go for a scrappy one nil. Scrappy one nil. Yeah. Scrappy doodah. I think I'll have a scrappy one nil as well, actually. But I haven't decided which way. Okay. I'll let you know after the game. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll do the same. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's our, our looking ahead to, to Brentford and Milton Keynes Dons. The games coming up uh, either side of the weekend. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for on this week's big match preview. Uh, thank you, Tom, for joining us here Cheers, in the studio at the Valley. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, I've been your host, Louis Mendez. Uh, I've saying it pretty much feels like. Uh, do you remember when Charlton used to get to 40 points in the Premier League and then we'd just go on the beach? I feel like yeah. we're pretty much on the beach now, just waiting for the, waiting for the inevitable. So hopefully it'll be coming sooner rather than later, unless by some miracle we, we do get the 76 points that sees us into the playoffs. Fingers crossed. That's what the computer says. Right, we'll see you, uh, hopefully on Sunday. If not, we'll see you next week on the Big Match Preview. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.